Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Buckeye Bro Show. You can catch us every Thursday at 8 p.m. on the Score on Air Network Facebook page. On this week's episode, we talk about C.J. Barnett getting hired. We talk about the NCAA extending the dead period yet again. We talk some OSU basketball, and specifically, we also talk about the OSU versus Team Up North game that happens on Sunday, the 21st. Thank you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Buckeye Bro Show. This is a show where we talk to you about Buckeye football, Buckeye basketball, and Buckeye things, and other sports and teams as we see fit. I'm your royal host, Alex Bryan, a.k.a. King Buckeye, and I'm here as always with my co-host with the most, the face that runs the place, Hot Wheels, Travis Snapper. What's up, Travis? What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to another beautiful Buckeye Bro Thursday. I'm very excited. It should be a great show. Looking forward to it. A lot of good things to talk about. Some great games to talk about and all sorts of fun stuff. And a certain game to talk about. I got my anti... Some may say he game. I got my anti-Wolverine badge. I got my I got my little pal back here, uh, the dead Wolverine, with us today. So uh, it's hate week. Careful. People might get after us for that. I one. know. I And trust me, I got almost beat up at the Wolverine game a couple years ago up in Ann Arbor for it. Shame but just remember, you. it's an animal, folks, okay? It's a plush toy. It's fine. It's a plush toy, and it's for the rivalry. It's warranted. And it's and it's with a shoelace for Denard Robinson, so it fits, right? We, yeah. He's just a, we don't, he's just a dead little we guy. We don't literally want people dead. <laughs> I just love this rivalry so much. So much. All right, folks. Uh, tonight on the docket here, we're going to talk about uh, C.J. Barnett getting hired as the uh, what? What was his title again? Director of Player Development. Yes, Director of Player Development. Thank you for that. Um, gotcha. Also, we're going to talk about the uh, NCAA once again extending the dead period for recruiting, which is ridiculous. Uh, then we're going to have some Keens ransom for you. I got three games for you tonight. And they're all tonight. They're all going to be like last-minute bet things because that's how <laughs> that's how the betting odds for basketball work. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we'll get into some Buckeye basketball, of course, per usual. Uh, give you some Hot Wheels hot takes uh, for this week, and then we're going to cap it all off by spending time talking about the game coming up here on Sunday against the team up north. And then, of course, we'll send you on your way with a Wolverine whiff. Sound good, Travis? And hopefully two of them, because hopefully that first uh, game is actually a whiff. Oh, yeah. And then we'll talk about the actual whiff. Right, exactly. Love love it. <coughs> love the enthusiasm here. I knew what I wanted to say, but the brain didn't process the <laughs> right. I promise, I actually am training to be a media professional. It just right. hasn't quite clicked in yet. We're, we're totally pros, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, totally. But before we get into everything, I want to give uh, Mr. Napper here a little shout-out. The Buckeye Bros actually got to meet over the weekend. Uh, we, yes. we did a little hockey production, uh, and my boy Hot Wheels here was uh, the play-by-play guy for both games that we had on Saturday. 
Uh, and he did a really good job. So I wanted to show you his uh, game-winning goal call from the Upper Arlington game that happened on Saturday. So here it is. Just a little bit slow. He's feeling it right now. There and Upper Arlington gets it in! Upper Arlington with the game winner! And we are done. It ends in six. Upper Arlington gets the game winner. In <laughs> Bravo, Mr. Napper. Thank you, sir. I tip my cap, but uh, unfortunately, my headphones are keeping it down. So right. I can't. I can't tip my cap for that illustrious little tribute. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun calling that. I've had a lot of fun getting to do a lot of stuff we've done for Score On Air. That was just the icing on the cake. Uh, the game before that, I got to call with Bob McGilligan, which is just, I mean, <clears throat> awesome. That's life-changing stuff. That Absolutely. Is. And for those who don't uh, know who he is, he is the voice of the Blue Jackets down in Columbus, so pretty let's be honest if you're in columbus and you don't know who he is shame on you right shame so i mean that was just shame on your whole family that was huge for mr hot wheels here to be able to do that and uh, uh he actually got included in upper arlington's uh promo video for winning the cbj cup so that was pretty stellar as well so yes and congratulations once again to upper arlington they put on a heck of a performance that was a great final game yeah. i'm a little jealous I'm a little jealous of Julian. That was a, right. that was a pretty spectacular game. But he but didn't get the call a three-overtime game. Yes, did. I did get the call a three-overtime game. You so, did. so. I, I got a little bit of great trade-off in the in the process. So can't complain. But I was I was a little jealous. In a three-two game, I was like, ah, so many goal calls. Right. But at the end of the day, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. A lot of the kids retweeted stuff that we did. Uh, we put together a lot of video packages, so that was pretty awesome. And everybody did a really great job. It was a really cool experience yes. to do. And uh, tra you were on camera, too. Right. I did camera the first game, and I produced the second game, so that was pretty fun. Learned a lot. And, uh, yeah, tra Travis on the Travis on the calls, man. There we go. That's what we like to Absolutely. see. And the Buckeye Bros meeting. I mean, that's the highlight for real out of everything. Yes, we had we had not met before. That was the first official, like, in-person meeting. So we finally got to re, first, finally got to unite the Buckeye Bros. And and now the now the connection is just stronger than ever. Absolutely. Pretty much. I mean, we can be miles apart, but now we're just Buckeye Bros for life. <laughs> Do a show for uh, a couple months, finally meet, and everything changes. Yeah. All right, folks. I know. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get to this show. Yep. All right, so C.J. Barnett is now the uh, guy for player development, which was a which was formerly uh, held by Ryan Stamper, who is now with Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville, which when Urban Meyer took that job, kind of figured that might happen. Ryan Stamper's like one of his three main guys, and thankfully we kept the two main guys that are really the most important of the three. Um but what were your initial thoughts of C.J. Barnett uh, getting this job? I was actually pleasantly surprised. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know why, but for some reason this just pleasantly surprised me. 
Um, but you can clearly see what they're trying to do. They're trying to build a team from in-house. Um, you've seen it work plenty of other places. They're trying to replicate that, it seems, at Ohio State. And for the most part, it has worked. Um, they're trying to – I think they're trying to gauge what they have in this program. It's not like in Alabama where you're going to lose like two, three coaches in a season. Um, it's just a fortunate situation for Ohio State that they haven't really lost anybody. So we're still going to kind of see where this team is, and I think that's okay. And, you know, it's great, especially for, for a position like director of player development because you know what to expect. You've been on this team. You've been in this locker room. You've been in with this with this team. You know what to expect. You know the expectation that's going to be expected of you as a member of the Ohio State Buckeyes, and especially when it comes to that fan base. They know you know what they're expecting out of you, so you can bring that out of the players, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I really like the hire, too. Uh, For those who don't know, C.J. Barnett was actually a former Buckeye, obviously. Uh, He played from 2009 to 2013, I believe. He was a safety, so he he got to play at the latter end of the Trestle era, one year for Fickle, which we don't talk about, and the uh, beginning couple years of the Urban Meyer era. So he... Why? What happened? Yeah, we we don't talk about that. We don't talk about these things, Travis. He's probably very glad that we don't butt himself. I, I, I would hope so. I mean, granted, six of the seven losses were by seven or less points. But yep. we don't talk. <laughs> that was actually my sophomore year of college, and I had to go to pretty much all of those home games, and a lot of them were miserable. The only one that wasn't was that Wisconsin game uh, where Braxton Miller throws that Hail Mary near the end. So that was pretty cool. That was the loudest I heard that stadium until 2016 Team Up North game. It got loud. I believe it. it got loud. I believe it. But uh, I, I, I was kind of surprised as well by this. Uh, I figured maybe they'd get somebody with prior, you know, experience and stuff. But I don't hate the hire at all. Um, he was actually a uh, police officer in Columbus before this, so he went from playing to. Kind of being off the radar for a few years, then he became a police officer in Columbus, and now apparently applied for this job, and they said, yeah, you're it. So he now is going to be in charge, you know, basically just, uh, you know, developing, obviously, these players and, you know, improving all of their abilities throughout the course of their careers and stuff. So that's going to be pretty sweet to see. Um, It's obviously a huge opportunity for anybody, especially him. So... I, I'm I'm gonna love what I see out of this. Ryan Stamper was a really good fit for this job, and uh, I believe he's doing a similar job with Jacksonville. So you know, good for him. We uh, will miss you, Ryan. But C.J. Barnett, I, I'm interested because he was a great leader for those teams. I remember. So yeah, um, really. Ex- he he kind of reminds me of a uh, obviously earlier version of Will Fuller. And Wolf Fuller was like the quarterback of the defense, so it's a good comparison, right? So, I think I think this is going to be good. I really do. All right, I agree. Now, the main thing I want to talk about for this first segment 
of the 30 minutes of our show. <sighs> the NCAA once again, for like the umpteenth time, extended the dead period. Now, folks, what the dead period is, it's basically it prohibits teams from being able to do any recruiting-related travel. So what would be normally official visits where the school pays for these recruits to come fly there or whatever, pays for their travel, meals, all that stuff. They get an official visit of the school. They get to meet with the coaches, all that stuff. All that stuff is banned now until May 31st. It got extended through May 31st. It was supposed to end April 15th. This is not good. Um, and nor does it make any sense uh, when you have SEC schools all season long having fans in the stands, when we're starting to get vaccines rolling out um, and all that stuff. It really doesn't make sense to keep pushing this back. And for the Buckeyes, it's specifically important because we got a guy named uh, JTT, uh, one of the top recruits for 2021, kind of waiting to see what's where he wants to go, but he wants to visit Ohio State and Bama first. Uh, and he was supposed to, he pushed his date back already to April, hoping to get those visits in after the dead period lifted. And now here we are, it's going to go through May. And obviously he... He can't keep pushing back his commitments or else he's not going to be in college. Um, so, Travis, what were your thoughts about hearing that this once again got pushed back? I probably had the same thought as you. Number one, it's disappointing. Number two, seems kind of stupid. I, I, I can understand to a degree what they're trying to accomplish, possibly, unless I'm just totally off base on what they're – what their deal is but you know it's it's weird you get the ncaa and there's certain in instances where they just don't seem to want to interfere they don't want to get involved they don't want to you know be a sanctioning body and then there's times like this where they decide to be a sanctioning body and it never makes any sense it's always been frustrating for me with the ncaa um, when this whole COVID thing started, I said point blank, the NCAA, when when the Big 12 or the Big 10 and the Pac-12 both decided they weren't going to play football, the NCAA should have stepped up and said, you know what, since two of you don't want to play football, none of you are going to play football until you all can come to an agreement that you're all going to play on this date. Why the NCAA does not have more power over and, you know, and in this case, they don't need the power. It's always been that way with the NCAA. There's certain points where you don't need them to have power, and then when you want them to have power, they seemingly act as if they don't. So it, it becomes a roller coaster, just a carousel of just annoyances with the NCAA. I, I don't understand truly what their reasoning is here, but. It is going to be unfortunate. It is going to suck because it could potentially lose a couple schools out on some really key recruiting opportunities that they possibly aren't going to get now. I agree. Um, it, it's it's frustrating when you you can have schools like in the SEC, um, 
you know, have 20,000 plus fans in their stands. But then you mean to tell me a couple coaches can't have a safe, masked up recruiting trip for a kid just so he can see where he wants to go to college? I mean, this has been going on for almost a year now, these these uh, dead periods. It, it's ridiculous. Like, we have kids that are this close to college right now wanting to make visits, and they're, I mean, not everybody can afford to do it on their own dime. Now, right. there are some guys who have done that, and that's the only way to do it because it's recruiting violations of coaches – or anybody get in contact with them like that, or it like when when the when the guys come on campus, if they do it on their own dime, they cannot have contact with the coaches. It's ridiculous. There, there's no there's no sense in this. There's no reason for this. They, 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 these we got guys' futures on the line here, and yeah. you know teams got spots open for some of these said guys. It, it's the NCAA is out of touch. And that's the biggest problem here. They're out of touch. And they think they're doing something that's right. And I don't see how they can even think that because obviously, like I said, there's guys' futures on the line here. But nothing about it makes sense. I mean, I get it the first up until like when the vaccine started coming out, I get then because there's obviously no, no vaccines out then. Right. But now we're starting to roll these out. We're starting to work our way to getting back to legit normalcy. And we're even talking about the spring game coming up in a month or two where we're hoping to get fans in that, but we can't have a guy who's wanting to commit to our school meet up with a couple coaches, all of them wear masks, and he gets shown around and has a great time. And Or another example, you know, I'm keeping track of the Columbus Blue Jackets game. They're going to have fans here in a couple, either a month or a couple weeks. Right. I mean. And I, you know, I know that for a couple reasons. Number one, I work there. And number two, it's been all over the news. But again, like you're saying, you, you're telling me we can do that. But direct meetings – that's a no-no. Right. It, it it doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is we're talking about thou- hundreds to thousands of people that we we'll, we're going to let congregate together, but like two coaches and a future player potentially can't have a recruiting visit together. That tells me one of two things. Number one, they either don't trust the recruits or they don't trust the universities. On some level, they don't trust either. And to be perfectly honest, that's a disappointment by the NCAA if that's the case. It is. If you do not trust either the the athletes themselves or the universities to handle this and handle this appropriately, then either you have failed or the universities have failed or both. And I mean, I don't, I don't, I want to know the reasoning why. I because yeah. I mean. It's been extended at least two or three times more now than it should have. And, like, what are they going to do now? If we get closer to May and they still don't like where things are at, they're just going to extend it to June and then maybe to July. And then, hey, we're almost to the season now. Uh, Sorry, guy. I guess you'll just have to pick a school without, you know, showing up to it. You know. Flip a coin, I guess. Yeah, I'm... 
I, I, I honestly don't get it. I Nothing about it makes sense. And the NCAA is really playing with a lot of people's futures. And it's kind of disgusting, to be honest. Yeah. And this is why there's been so much talk, you know, kind of behind closed doors but kind of not, about maybe the Power 5 schools should just break away from the NCAA and have their own thing and govern themselves. Because what is the NCAA doing? I mean, the NCAA will throw the band hammer at Ohio State over some tattoos, but won't throw the band hammer at the University of Miami for having boats and hose. It, it's, it, it just doesn't make any sense. They, they've never been consistent with anything. And this is just yeah. another example. What are we doing here, NCAA? Are we, are we saying that the NCAA stands for not caring about athletes? Is that what we're? That was brilliant. Right? Did you just come up with that? I kind of, I kind, I just flipped it on. Or did you steal it off Twitter? I might have. <laughs> I might have. Yeah, at least, at least you're honest. But it still applies either way. Yeah. I mean, they are just so out of touch, and I just it mind boggles me that they can just sit back, not give a crap, and keep extending this thing. And have guys like JTT sitting in, sitting in the back, just like, oh, well, I guess I'm gonna have to try to find a way there myself, or you know, I'm just gonna have to pick a school and hopefully it works out. You know. Here's my thing: we have a playoff committee. Why the heck are they not the governing body? I just 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 make them the governing body. You've already got a collection of people in charge that are are actually members of the universities, whether that be ADs, coaches, whatever. Make them the governing body. Since the NCAA clearly is inept to do so, make them the governing body. I'll tailor that a little bit because I don't trust the playoff committee. I don't. And you know exactly Most why I don't. But Most don't. Most don't. But, I will tailor that and say every conference in their group of ADs should be in charge of their own conference. They have their own See, little committees. That, that results in what we had this year, where every conference made a decision themselves. What, That's my only issue. But I said ADs, not presidents. The presidents were the ones that screwed up, along with Kevin Warren, of course, that screwed up and canceled the football season. And the ADs were the guys that said, okay, we're going to drop this whole needing five games thing or, or six games or whatever thing because that's ridiculous and probably we shouldn't have implemented it to begin with. Like, they, they, they've shown that they can be rational and make the right choices, even though Buckeye haters will say they made the wrong choice. But, you know, your opinion is wrong. I'm sorry. Um, but they've shown they can be rational so let let each conference pick and choose if they want to, you know, maybe extend their dead periods or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, but maybe. But the NCAA, they clearly are showing once again their high level of ineptitude. Shocker. Go figure. I mean, this is nothing new to me. Nope. And I just. I, I think they should reconsider this one. I think April would have been fine. I think it would have been enough. 
But May, you're starting to get dangerously close to, you know, those summer workouts and, like, getting into fall ball. You keep extending this thing, all of a sudden we're in August, and guys like JTT are like, yeah, well, uh, I guess I got to pick a school. Sure would have been nice to go see him first, but. Right. I mean, if he wasn't so adamant about visiting, he probably already would have committed to Ohio State. But he's adamant about it, unfortunately, with Alabama and us. And it's like he's going to have to do it on his own dime because the NCAA just doesn't care. And it's really unfortunate. So we'll, uh, we'll try to keep you updated on that. Hopefully it ends in May and doesn't keep getting extended. But, you know, you never know with the NCAA. The world may never know. The world may never know. I love that. That makes me want one of those Tootsie Pops now. I know, But I right? can't have them because I have braces. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I mean, I could lick my way to the center, but I can't have the Tootsie Pop. Or the, the, Fair. The Tootsie in the milk. Yeah. It sucks. All right, we're going to go to break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk some OSU B-Ball and uh, do some Keen's Ransom. Sound good? Sounds awesome. All righty. We will be back on the Buckeye Bro Show. This is the Buckeye Bro Show on Score On Air Network. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star. Somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. Have you always dreamed about a career in sports broadcasting but aren't sure where to begin? Well, if so, then look no further than the Sports Emphasis Program at The Ohio Media School. Whether in front of the camera, on the microphone, or behind the scenes, you'll learn from a pro to be a pro in the Sports Emphasis Program at The Ohio Media School. You'll get hands-on training and live in-the-field experience at some of Ohio's biggest sporting events. You'll be the star of your very own webcast, and you'll get the opportunity to interview some of Ohio's biggest athletes. Call us today at 614-655-5250 or visit our website at beonair.com. Do you have design ideas for t-shirts but you're not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. At Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom-made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom-made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game. Give them a call at 614-864-6656. That's 614-864-6656. And we are back on the Buckeye Bro Show. All right, Keen's Ransom, you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. And now it's time for the King's Ransom with your royal host, Sir King Bagai. All right, my royal subjects. 
DraftKings ransom for this week. And uh, you got about 30 minutes to put your bets in on these games because they're all starting at 9. All right. So, uh, first off, we got Gonzaga versus St. Mary's. Uh, As you can imagine, Gonzaga is a heavy favorite in this one over St. Mary's. They are a 20.5 point favorite, and the over-under is 141.5 total points there. Uh, I'm going to say the Zags cover that. They'll probably beat them by 21 points or so. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with the under, though. Uh, I think 141 might be a little too high. Uh, so we will definitely go with the under on that for sure. All right, Rutgers and the team up north, they they are going to play tonight. The Wolverines are a nine-point favorite, and the over-under is 136.5. Hmm. I, Rutgers is kind of scrappy. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Wolverines cover that. I think they'll win by 10. But I wouldn't be surprised if we'll run the other, the other way, but I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to say, yeah, they cover that. Over under 136 and a half. Let's, let's go with the over on that. I think both teams will get in the, both teams will get in the 70s in this one. We'll go with that. All right, and then the final one, San Diego State University versus Fresno State. Uh, the Aztecs are a 13.5-point favorite, and the over-under is 130. Um, to be honest, I don't know much about Fresno State, but San Diego State I know has been dominating teams by like 20-plus points a game pretty much. Uh, so I'm going to take San Diego State and the points on that. And the over-under at 130. Uh, you know you want to. Yeah, we'll go over on that. We'll go over on that. <laughs> Barely, though, probably. But we'll Barely. go over on that. All right. And that's been Keen's Ransom. I do decree. <laughs> All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk some Buckeye basketball here. Oh, let's do that, please. So, while I was driving to Columbus to meet my Buckeye bro, we had a game on Saturday against Indiana. Uh, it was at home, and the Buckeyes won 78-59. to um, For any of those who didn't watch the game, uh, the first half, the Buckeyes were pretty much dominating, and then towards the end of the half, Indiana chipped away at the lead, and uh, they, they got it to down to, I believe, five points? Yeah, five points. And But the Buckeyes closed the half, and they had a 10-point lead, and then at the start of the second half, Indiana was playing scrappy. Still got it in the single digits once again. But the Buckeyes would prevail and pull away in epic fashion. They at one point had it into the mid-20s uh, for their lead. And uh, it was a pretty dominant game, as I would hope it would be. Uh, EJ Liddell was your leading scorer at 19 points. He went 6-for-12 on shooting, 2-for-4 on three-pointers. Uh, and your leading scorer for Indiana was Trace Jackson Davis. He had 23 points on 10 for 14 shooting and nine rebounds. So, Travis, go ahead and tell me what your thoughts were on that game. 
So I didn't get to see too much of the game, but from what I did get to see, you know, I was impressed. I really thought they played a pretty complete game. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, to get that kind of score total on a team like Indiana, even though they're not necessarily at the top of their game right now over the last couple years, it's still a big win. It's huge for a team like Ohio State, and especially coming off of the streak that they've been on. That was, I would say, probably one of those games where you're probably like, eh, they could maybe lose it, maybe not. I would imagine it's a little bit of a trap game, but they did it. They pulled it off, and I was I was pleasantly surprised with the team. And I, I continue to be amazed with the way that they have just gotten off to this role and continue to carry it forward. I agree. Um, and obviously, guy, you know, it was good to see Liddell play well again. Um, obviously, you had Justice Suing, who had 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting and 10 rebounds from him. Uh, that's huge. Dwayne Washington Jr., uh, once again stepping up. He had 12 points, 4 for 8 shooting, uh, 2 for 4 from 3-point land. Kyle Young had a more quiet game. Uh, he had eight points on three for seven shooting. Um, but that's kind of his role. You know, normally we don't see him have career highs of 18 points all the time. But he made an impact, and he made it where he needed to. Uh, and seven still, rebounds. Right, exactly. And he still played pretty pretty aggressive. Uh, but one guy I really want to point out is this Zed Key. Um, I'm glad you went there. Thank he, you. He is starting to quietly but in a loud way if that makes sense make an impact with this team and i even had a uh, wolverine fan tell me that zed key he's going to be a he's going to be a huge playmaker for you in the future so it i mean not that their opinion means a whole lot to me most of the time <laughs> but be i nice. mean hey real recognize you know reels recognize real here so he he made an impact. He had only six points, but he had eight rebounds, and he he had a physical presence about him when he was in uh, that helped the Buckeyes, especially defensively. So uh, who who really stood out to you? What was it? Was it a Zed Key? Was it a C.J. Walker who had ten points? No, it, it definitely was Zed Key, and for the reasons that you brought up, you know, eight rebounds. That that was more than Kyle Young who you're used to seeing be great at grabbing the boards. Um, But, you know, you talk about the fact they only had about six points, but what I'm looking at, three of five. He's not a big shooter, but he's a consistent shooter. That's key for this team, and I think that's why you're seeing him kind of getting off to this hot start. You know, like you said, he's not making a lot of noise, but he's quietly pushing himself into that conversation of, Hey, I'm a pretty big deal on this team. Uh, and again, it's because of the fact that, you know, maybe he's not a big shooter. He's not grabbing like 16, 20 points a game, but he's doing it in a consistent way that is crucial if you're coming off the bench. If you're coming off the bench and you're three of five, you're doing something right. So he's absolutely coming into his own with this team, and I can't wait to see how he evolves, not only this year, but next year. Because it could potentially become his team. 
And can he make that next step into where you're seeing EJ Liddell kind of step into where he's kind of slowly becoming the guy on this team. He's becoming the focal point of this team, even though the entire team is still playing in a kind of team mentality where everybody's eating, everybody's succeeding together. There's no real head above shoulders on this team. It's kind of just a group effort, even though EJ Liddell has kind of broken that gap a little bit. I agree. Um, and this guy, this Zed Key, he's like 6'8", 245. So he's a big body out there. And big boy. Those, those kind of big bodies out there are going to be crucial, especially come tourney time. In fact, he's a freshman and he's getting some pretty solid minutes um, right now. That's huge. Um, that's. Oh, I look for him to play the rest of the season. Yeah, and that that's just going to build your depth for when you lose some of these really important guys like Kalyan, like C.J. Walker, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So Coach Holtman definitely is showing that he really knows what he's doing, and he's making sure guys get on the floor, even if they're you know not going to score a lot and stuff like that. He he knows that hey. I got some key guys leaving for the next next year. I got to get some other guys some playing time to build that depth, get some in-game experience. And Zed Key, he's one of the keys to the future. Yeah. So, uh, definitely. Ah, I see what you did there. It took me a minute. Hey, there you go. Gave, you, gave that to you for free, baby. Gave that to you for free. Um, But, yeah, he it, it's, it's so crucial. And – Another guy I really want to talk about is C.J. Walker. Uh, we're undefeated since he's been back from his injury. Uh, that's a key stat to note. Uh, 6-0, and pro- hopefully 7-0 and tonight. Um, we'll see. But uh, he's, he's obviously one of the leaders of this team that kind of goes quietly under the radar because of guys like Dwayne Washington, E.J. Liddell, and such, and Kyle Young. But... He th- this is it for him. He's not going to exercise the fact he can have an extra year of eligibility because of COVID, and he's basically made that known. He wants to win now. So him coming back has had a huge impact on this team. And I'm not going to go out on the limb and say that we would have beaten Purdue had he come back for that game. We, we could have, but I'm not going to say that because we literally choked that game away regardless. But – you know, to think what could be in some of those losses had he been around, you know. So, just a huge shout-out to him for being a leader on the floor. And, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. It seems like when Ohio State can have four guys in double digits, they win. They had four guys in double digits. Well, and especially going back to the C.J. Walker thing, you have to also understand, like, he's not just doing this after coming back from injury. He's doing this off the bench. Everything that C.J. Walker has done for this team, and it's been a lot since he came back. You know, everyone kind of was kind of worried about what was going to happen with this team when C.J. Walker came back. Was he going to fit in? Was he going to be effective coming off the injury? Not only has he come back and been effective, but he's, again, done it off the bench, which – is not always the easiest thing to do, especially when you were the guy that wasn't on the bench before. And now you're fitting in the bench role, and you've basically become the leader of that bench, except for maybe a Zed Key. 
you're the guy. Mm. And so he has done it in a classy way. He's done it in a mature way. And he's done it in an athletic way as well. He's, he's done an amazing job. And I agree with you. I cannot speak his praises high enough because he has been effective. He's been very crucial off the bench. Right. And, there, I mean, there's a lot of guys who are stepping up like Justice Suing and stuff where before the season I would have been like, okay, I know him, but, you know, what what is he going to give me? And, you know, a lot of these guys. What has he done for me lately? Right. A lot of these guys are answering the bell. And it's really awesome to see. I mean, you look at you look at some of these other stats here. Ohio State shot nearly 50% on field goals. That's great. Three-pointers, they were almost at 50%. They were at 43.8. Uh, free throw line, that's been like the dominance of this team. When they get to the charity stripe, nine out of ten times they're dropping it in. They're taking advantage of that. That's huge for this team. That's been something in past seasons within the last five years that they kind of been a little iffy on. Um, but outside of assists, they led in every statistical category. Rebounds, offense rebounds, steals, blocks, and they had less turnovers. I mean, that's that's huge. That's how you win basketball games. And this team, and Coach Holtman has said it too, they saw this growth coming, and now the fans are starting to see this growth, and you and I are starting to see this growth. And we've talked about it at nauseum, but it bears repeating. After that Purdue game, we were like, what the heck is this team? We're starting to see yep. what this team is, and it's something yeah. really special. And in a game we're going to talk about in the last half hour of our show, we're going to talk about just how crucial this weekend is for this team. And – you know, even tonight, because right now they're in a deadlock right now with Penn State. Uh, they just went up by one. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Because my TV shut off, so I had to go on with my phone. But either way, it's the, the and it doesn't get any easier even after Sunday. We have to end the season no. with Iowa and Illinois. So I mean, and then you got to go in the Big Ten tournament, which right now we are a three seed behind Illinois, even though we've beaten Illinois, which I don't get. Mm. I saw the projected uh, bracket today, and I was like, "Huh? We should be the two seed, I think." But it is what it is. Um, so I, I get it's Indiana. I get they're not the Indiana of old. That's you know the eye popping Indiana, the great Indiana, but. Everyone in this conference counts for something. And mm-hmm. just to be able to win in a dominant fashion like that, that's still a huge confidence boost for this team, especially when they know a game of such magnitude is looming in just you know a week's time at that point. So, oh, and Especially when you're going into these trap games. Because I'm sure they went into this game knowing it could be a trap game. Right. Again, like we're saying, it's not the Indiana of old, but that doesn't matter. You can see it every week. And I said this at nauseum a couple times on this show. It's college basketball. You don't say this with very many other sports. You say it's college basketball. Anybody on any given day can lose and does. It doesn't happen as frequently in college football. It doesn't happen as frequently in NFL. It usually doesn't happen as frequently in NBA. It happens in college basketball. Every single week, somebody you don't think should lose ends up losing. Pretty much. It's just the nature of the beast. 
Especially so. this year with all these blue blood teams just being oh, absolutely atrocious. Tell absolutely atrocious. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about this game going on right now. Currently, it's 33-31 to 31 Ohio State over the Penn State and the Lions uh, in Happy Valley. Uh, yes, sir. Right now we got, let's see. If it would, it's been a good game so far. It's a little. I'm a little bit disappointed that they uh, let Penn State come back. Now it's 33-32. Right. Um, but we saw this coming. We saw them be yeah. their scrappy team. They they took Ohio State to the wire in Columbus, as we talked about on the show. So th- this this is no, this is nothing shocking here. The thing that really upsets me right now is we only got EJ Liddell in double digit, double digits. So it's like. Uh, yeah, you know, um, but obviously it's not even halftime yet, so I guess I can kind of give them a little bit of a pass. Um, but one thing you should like take note of: everybody's hitting, right? Like you, you look at the the score sheet, and everybody that's been in the game, minus Zed Key, who hasn't taken any shots, has scored, and a couple of them have scored on their only shots. So I will say they are uh, they're sixty one percent. At, uh, for field goals right now, so that's pretty good. Uh, they missed a couple free throws, but you know, hey, that's gonna happen sometimes. But big key to this one, Justin Arns. Justin Arns hit a couple threes early on to start off this game, and I think really set the tone for how this game was. Um, I looked up a couple times and saw saw the three pointers that got this game going rolling pretty quickly for the Buckeyes. So big shout out. He's become one of my favorite players. I love watching Same. him play. I don't know what it is about him. He just seems like that kid that has just a chip on his shoulder, and he shows it. Like, we uh, we cover Hartley basketball when there's a kid. I cannot remember his name right now, and I apologize to him, but he's played in the game every single day, every single, for the last couple times we've gotten to cover their games. And he got injured at one point. Um, oh, the one with the eye laceration? Yes, and I wish I, I could remember, remember his name, his name so I could give him a proper shout-out, and I apologize. But he reminds me of that kid because he just he plays with – you know what? Screw this guy. I'm going to punch him in the face. I'm going to you know, go with intensity. That's To me, that's just an arts, and he does it so well. He just seems like a really clutch player. He is, and uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned him because he reminds me a lot of John Diebler. Uh, not yes. as good as John Diebler, but he can get there. He has the three-shooting ability. He has the assassin mentality. When you saw John Diebler pull up from three, you knew. it. He, I always equated him to like the Mike Nugent of Ohio State basketball. You knew when he lined up for it that he was probably knocking it down. And it was always just, you'd always just go like this, put on your three goggles, because you know, you know, Johnny Threebler was uh, was swishing that bad boy all the time. And by the way, uh, I can't wait to see Carmen's crew again this summer in the basketball tournament. <laughs> they got some redemption to make up for for that crappy first game uh, first game outing from uh, the Illinois alumni team that they played. That was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. They were the defending champs. Ohio State was, and they blew it. Oh. And uh, Aaron Kraft has hinted he might come out of retirement to once again play with Carmen Screw, which would be huge for that team. 
Huge. Absolutely huge. But, uh, yeah, with this game right now, uh, obviously we got, like, what, three minutes and 30 seconds left until uh, halftime. Yeah, halftime here. And it's a close game. I, I expect it to be close all the way through. So, hey, Buckeyes, if you want a good battle test before uh, before the war on Sunday, I, I guess you got one. So, The only thing that's kind of disappointing to me is they're not really winning the rebound battle. Uh, looks like we're winning at ten to eight, but you know, with all the size you have on a high estate, a right. little bit surprised they're not winning that by a little bit more. I think that's probably a key to why this game is as close as it is. Right. They're not winning the rebound battle. Yeah, and uh, obviously that's something they'll probably talk about at halftime. I I, I would be very surprised if they didn't. Um, it seems like EJ Liddell obviously is really taking over this game, which is fine. Um, but obviously, Justin Arns, if he keeps hitting in Washington, if he keeps hitting, uh, we should be able to pull away in the second half. But, you know, hey, anything can happen in Big Ten basketball. So, they, I mean, they got to play, you know, the rest of this game with high intensity or else they're going to get nipped in the butt right before this game against the Wolverines. And the last thing, that's the last thing you want when all of a sudden you're a projected number one seed in the NCAA tournament and you have a really great shot and path to making the final game of the Big Ten tournament, uh, as it looks. So, I just don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Because yeah. you got to stay focused, especially for this game on Sunday. So, we'll see what happens with that. We'll kind of keep you posted as the show goes on. Uh, we got like 2 minutes 30 now uh, in the first half, so... We'll, uh, 37, 34 now. Right, we'll keep you updated on that for sure. <laughs> I promise not to look up too many times. Right. People are like, what is he doing? He's not paying attention at all. Right. I promise, I am. But it's basketball. It's basketball, baby. It's basketball, baby. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll have Hot Wheels Hot Takes for you. And we'll talk about the game on Sunday and give you some Wolverine whiffs. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, we will be back on The Buckeye Bro Show. This is The Buckeye Bro Show on Score On Air Network. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, Amplify your personality with the theater. Have you always dreamed about a career in sports broadcasting but aren't sure where to begin? Well, if so, then look no further than the Sports Emphasis Program at The Ohio Media School. Whether in front of the camera, on the microphone, or behind the scenes, you'll learn from a pro to be a pro in the Sports Emphasis Program at The Ohio Media School. You'll get hands-on training and live in-the-field experience at some of Ohio's biggest sporting events. 
you'll be the star of your very own webcast, and you'll get the opportunity to interview some of Ohio's biggest athletes. Call us today at 614-655-5250 or visit our website at beonair.com. Do you have design ideas for t-shirts but you're not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. At Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom-made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom-made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game. Give them a call at 614-864-6656. That's 614-864-6656. And welcome back to the Buckeye Bro Show. All right, Travis. Ready for Hot Wheels Hot Takes? Let's do it. Here we go. Lay it on me, Buckeye, bro. Well, I've been trying to think all day of what I could what I could go with. I feel like I want to go back to the NFL because, as we saw yesterday, one of my Hot Wheels hot takes kind of went up in smoke. At least it appears it did, as Carson Wentz got traded to the Colts. So it doesn't look like Andrew Luck is going to be coming back anytime soon to – Man that indie squad anytime soon. So a little disappointed that one kind of fell through. So I'm going to have to try to redeem myself with a hot take for. Wow, that's serious. Wow, that's <laughs> thought we were bros. Suck. I'm sorry. Uh, are you though? A little. <laughs> All right, so for Hot Wheels Hot Takes, I'm thinking there's you know there's a lot of talk of quarterbacks, where they're going to end up. Stafford goes to the Rams. Goff goes to the Lions. We see that Wentz is now going to the, to the Colts. Deshaun Watson will be playing in Houston next year. He's not going to get traded. He's not going to get sent anywhere else. Deshaun Watson is going to stay in Houston. I think he has a change of heart, huh? I think at some point, once the offseason begins, he might have a change of heart. Even after they just got rid of J.J. Watt? <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. What? Okay. No, to be, per- to be perfectly honest, my, my hot take is this. All right. Oh, he lot, didn't say anything about right. Watson, folks. That didn't happen. No. Here we go. <laughs> no, to be perfectly honest, there's a lot of talk that, you know, J.J. Watt wants to end up with the Steelers. Maybe he's going to go to Cleveland. I actually am going to make a hot take and say he doesn't either. I would be very curious if this happens, but Hot Wheels hot take. J.J. Watt's going to end up on the Cardinals. Because of that tweet Hopkins sent out? Maybe. The one where he said, let's finish what we started? Yep. Would be very interesting. I like that. I don't like that, though, because I want him to be a Green Bay Packer. And I want him to be a Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you do, because you want all the Watts. I had to come up with something. You want the gigawatts. 
You want the megawatts. <laughs> you want all of the watts, okay? We get it. You want every single watt that's ever existed in life. Totally understand. I want them to form the ultimate mega, the ultimate megazord, the megawatt. <laughs> the megawatt. You know that's going to be a thing if that happens. Yeah. That, that, is, that is literally going to be t-shirt after t-shirt after t-shirt. Like, I forgot they even got the other brother. I know he was with the, what, the Chargers before? Totally for... He was with the Raiders, I think, it? actually. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Chargers. I was just saying, either yeah, way, right. I know he was with another team at some point, and I didn't even realize. It's what it's time. Do they even play him? Uh, yeah, we do sometimes. It's mostly the TJ show, though. Yeah, yeah. it's mostly the TJ show. So, I mean, I can understand that. But, you know, with with all the with all the looming, is Big Ben going to stay? Is he going to retire? What's going to happen? You know, J.J. Watt wants to play with a Super Bowl contender right now. Can you? Le- they are a Super Bowl contender. Don't let anybody fool you. Can you legitimately say that if Big Ben is yes. not quarterback, and yes. if they lose Juju yes, Smith-Schuster, I can. Uh-huh. if they lose Juju Smith-Schuster, they would have to draft somebody that makes a good second. Resign Antonio Holmes. Now's the time. Make make up make idea. up for your past mistakes. They would have to they would have to draft a good second option because I fully do believe that Chase Claypool could fit that first option, which is why there's there's a little bit of belief that Juju will not stay. But at the same time, if he doesn't, that does put a damper on things. But I don't think it completely throws that thought away. Because their offense is still pretty good. They just got to get a run game and get some good pieces on the line. Well, now you just lost Pouncey, too. Well, and that's the thing. They need to get rid of some of that age on the line. It is going to suck, and that's why I say if Ben isn't the quarterback, there's a chance because that gives you an opportunity for your new your new quarterback, which I hope is Haskins, to grow a relationship with a new center. Ben behind anybody else I think is going to is going to be terrible because he's he's been behind Pouncey so long. Yeah. But you put Haskins behind a center that, you know, he's learning with with for the, the first time, I think it's okay. I don't think it really matters that much. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, all I know is you got rid of Santonio Holmes over some weed. So, uh, well, we got rid of Le'Veon Bell for the same thing. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Your Super Bowl MVP. I'm not even a Steelers fan and that hurt. Maybe, maybe James Harrison will come out of retirement again. <laughs> I mean, he probably could still play. Honestly. That man is a freak. When I when I see you when I see you pelvic thrust lifting like two hundred plus pounds, I'm just like, what are you? Because you are not a human being. You ain't no. you ain't fooling me, James Harrison. I know you're some cyborg. It's cool. Or some extraterrestrial super being. Because good lord. He was a scary dude. Colt McCoy still can't hear right because of that man. And here's the thing, you know, not to stay on this too long, but you look at the the line for Pittsburgh. It's not terrible. I think if given a more physical back, they could actually be better 
even without making too many adjustments on the line. Because I think that was part of the problem is Connor, God love him, is not just not a very physical back. He's a physical enough back, but he's not that physical. He's got to regress. You put a kid like... You put a kid like Najee Harris in that line, I think they're significantly better. That would be an interesting choice. Interesting little fit. Hmm. If you're if you're the Steelers at this point, you just don't want to stay behind the Browns right now. You're just like trying to stay the more dominant team out of the two. Because the, the Browns, the Browns are coming. And that's that's a scary. They are, but I'm I'm still not sold on them. I know everybody is, and I'm sure I've heard it from Browns fans. Well, they beat you in the playoffs and beat you in the week seventeen. It's like, yeah, I get that. But there are also a couple things that happened that led up to that, in my opinion. My opinion only. And I, in the grand scheme of things, do not see Cleveland being that much better than Pittsburgh. I'm I'm just, more sold on them when they aren't playing OBJ. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough of that crap. Okay. Nice hot take. Now we got the hot game to talk about. V-Gay. Now, this is a top five matchup, folks. Top four, even. The Wolverines are number three in the country. Ohio State is number four in the country. Both, as of right now, are projected number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. Uh, which for the Wolverines, I could foresee weeks ago being a thing. For Ohio State, if you would have told me this midseason, I would have laughed at you and said, you know, I don't know what you're on, but it sounds pretty sounds pretty cool. Okay. But here... Sounds delightful. Right, sounds delightful. Because in any world that that is a reality, sweet. Sign me up. And here we are. Um, and as you see in my background, if anybody has noticed... Uh, this is apparently some. I just learned this today. Coach Holtman, as of last year, is starting to give players a pair of gold jerseys. Now, it's like the gold pants with the football team. You beat the team up north, you get a pair of gold pants, right? The caveat for this is, if you play the Wolverines more than once, you have to sweep them to earn them. So if you really? so if you end up playing them four times in a season, twice in the regular season, once in the Big Ten tourney, and somehow in the NCAA tournament, guess what? You better beat them all four times, or else you're not getting these bad boys. Hmm. Just learned that today. Last last year's team was the first team to earn them because they beat the Wolverines in both games in Jawan Howard's first season with the Wolverines. Hmm. So, Interesting. If you want, if you want to take a look here, they're pretty sweet, pretty pretty sweet. Got the scores and the year, and then you know just a regular Ohio State jersey on the front. Huh. Apparently, somebody got in contact with like the football team and asked like, "Where do you get these made?" Blah blah blah, and uh, the football team was like, "Yeah, we get them made here." And so now it's a new tradition for the basketball team. Very but cool. you better, like but that. you better sweep them. Yeah, you better sweep them. I like well, that. It's a good incentive, right. it's, especially because they play them a couple it, times. It, def- it definitely steps up the intensity for the basketball side of this rivalry, and I'm all for it. Had a couple Buckeye fans I saw earlier on some things that on some pages that I'm a part of be like, you know, I'm all for f the Wolverines, but. Uh, 
okay. Like, they weren't excited about it. I'm like, this is sweet. I get it's not football. I mean, Grant, it's always going to be the biggest in football. But, I mean, hey, you want to intensify the rivalry in basketball a little bit, I'm all for it. Hell yeah. yeah. Especially in this year when we didn't get a football game this time around. This game is everything to me right now this year. Especially since it's going to be a top four matchup. And we didn't get the football game. And this is the team up north. And we get a chance to stick it to them the potential one time we play them this year. I, I'm I'm invested in this game. Invested. <laughs> Amen to it that. Is, it's going to be at 1 p.m. on CBS. And it's in Columbus. And obviously there's no fans, so no home court advantage. But, I mean, there's still a kind of a a spiritual home court advantage ish if, if, you, you, if will. you will um so going into this game no. obviously you got for the wolverines isaiah livers he is their leading scorer he's averaging 15 points a game on a 49 percent field goal percentage there he's 40 45.7 percentage from three-point land and he's above a 90% free throw shooter. So that is the last guy you want to send to the line at any given point in time because he's making buckets from the charity stripe. Uh, EJ Liddell would be our leading scorer. He's got 15.1 points uh, per game. Around this, uh, Actually a little bit better of a field goal percentage at 49.7. Uh, Three-pointers, not even near Isaiah Livers. He's at 31%, and he's a 75%. Uh, free throw shooter. So a little bit of a difference there. Um, but let's face it. Both of these teams are stacked. This is a team in the Wolverines that we've talked about a few times on this show. They're just good. Okay. They are really, really freaking good. And the one blemish on their record is a game at Minnesota where they got absolutely mollywopped. It was a trap game. And they got not only caught in the trap, but they got absolutely mauled by the trap. Um, but other than that, they just got back from a 23-day layoff for COVID reasons. Almost Like, we're down by double digits to Wisconsin at half, I believe, and came back and won it by double digits. So, hmm. talk about not being rusty at all. Here, You know, you just come into that game and make some halftime adjustments, and all of a sudden you, you win a ball game against a quality team and obviously they play Rutgers tonight so they could have themselves a trap game uh we will see when it comes to that but uh what are your initial thoughts of this matchup what do you think are some keys for Ohio State in this one and uh give me a score prediction uh my initial thoughts are that it obviously should be a very good game we're seeing what this Ohio State team can really do there's like we've been talking about they've come into their own they've really Stepped it up as of late after that Purdue game. Uh, I think Ohio State has a really good shot in this one. I really, really do. Because if you look at that Michigan team, they are a little bit rusty. They've had a couple of things not go in their favor. Obviously, the three postponements is pretty, pretty lackluster. Um, the big key is... We saw what they did against Wisconsin, and, and again, like you said, they played a little rusty. You could tell there was definitely some kind of rust on them as they almost lost that game. But the big key is how they're going to play against Rutgers tonight, and it looks like that just tipped off. 
So how they play against Rutgers tonight will really show you just how rested this team is and just how in game shape they've gotten to be. Because if they haven't gotten up to speed, I think this is absolutely Ohio State's game to take. If they have, you're going to have a battle on your hands, but I think Ohio State can be up for the challenge. Now, obviously, like we've been talking about, like we talked about the Penn State game, E.J. Liddell cannot have a game like he had a couple weeks ago. Where or it Was it last week where he just, just didn't score? Yeah, he. Uh, I want to say it was the Maryland game. That was the Maryland game. You're right. You can't have that happen again. Now, we saw what happened in the Maryland game where everybody else stepped up. I'm okay with that, but you got to have some semblance of EJ Liddell. I don't think you can play a game against the team up north where EJ Liddell just doesn't point blank show up. Because if that happens, that's your best score, and the opportunities are not going to be there for everybody else. They got to win the rebound battle. We talked about it uh, tonight. They're not really winning the rebound battle very, very comfortably. So if they can do that, I'm a little bit more confident in this team. And they just got to play their game. Don't don't try to go above and beyond to beat this team. Just play your game. Play smooth. It's been a complete team effort every single time they've stepped on the court. And they'll have a chance to win this game. As far as a score prediction, tough one. It is. Michigan scoring about 70, 70 a pop. You said the word in its entirety with the M. I did. I'm sorry. How dare you cuss on this show? <laughs> How dare you cuss on this show? Oh, let's see. I'm going to go 78 to 70. Okay. Ohio State. I like that. I like that. Obviously, if this was after the Purdue game, we'd be like, well, uh, the Wolverines are probably going to win by 15 points. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about your luck. It just really sucks, but that's just is what it is. Um, yeah, a little bit of a different scenario now. I'm looking at the uh, stats between uh, both these teams, and uh, this one can't be right, but I, I'd have to add it up. It looks like Ohio State has scored almost like 500 more points than the Wolverines have this season. Hmm. I, I mean, maybe because of the missed games, I'm not sure. Uh, I would say that's a problem. But that's like that's it. like the biggest difference, if that's true. Other than that, like points per game, both are pretty even. Both are like high seventies and that. Uh, field goal percentage, the Wolverines are better. They're shooting over fifty percent. Um, free throws, Ohio State's a little bit better. Uh, both in the high seventies as well. Uh, it doesn't surprise right, me. Th- three point percentage, both are in like the mid thirties. Uh, total rebounds, both are in the high thirties. Assists, the Wolverines are better by like four assists a game, which that can end up being crucial. You know, turnovers-wise, Ohio State is like one of the best teams in the country at minimizing their turnovers, which kind of does shock me because I feel like for the longest time they were committing double digits pretty easily every game. Um, 
And then, you know, obviously block shots, the Wolverines have been like two blocks better per game than Ohio State because they got a lot of big guys on that team. And mind you, I think if you could, if you can get the three point shot going, that should be good news. And mind you, this is this is a Wolverine team that doesn't have guys like Xavier Simpson anymore. I mean, this this is a Wolverine team where it was like, okay, they lost some really good veteran talent. They'll be a great team, but we'll you know, going into the season, we're like, ah, eh, we don't we don't know how exactly they'll be, but I'm sure they'll be all right. And now they're one of the top teams in the country. Um, but we also thought of that about our own Buckeyes too. So, um, it, it, a lot about this matchup intrigues me. Um, Jawan Howard is zero and two in his career against Ohio State, as we know. You know, being that, um, how that plays a part, who knows? Um, maybe it'll be a mental thing for him. We'll see. Um, I do think because of his experience, Coach Holtman is a better coach. But if I had to pick a coach of the year, I would probably – it would be a tight race between Holtman and Juwan Howard right now, in my eyes. Both of them have really exceeded expectations and have done it in such a stellar way, it's unreal. Um, yeah. But I probably would give the slight nod to the Wolverines at the moment, specifically because they have a better record and they've looked – a lot more dominant in longer stretches uh, than Ohio State, especially compared to last year. Last year they were pretty de- they were pretty good, but they weren't really at that next level just yet. Right. Whereas Ohio State had such a great start to the season that this shouldn't the way that they're playing now shouldn't shock anybody. It's just because of the way that they ended that season that it shocks anybody. But they were on track. Right to have as equally as good of a season as they're having now, if not better. Until Caleb Wesson started me. Won't even get into that. But, um, but it, another show. Another right. Show. But either way, um, you know, obviously I think a big advantage for Ohio state is the fact that in recent, you know, they've had more games played, but that could also be a hindrance too, because, you know, a little bit of wear and tear, but they've, they've, been battle tested and they didn't have a long layoff to go off of. Um, and you know, that's, that's huge. Um, in a lot of ways, but I think like you said, as long as for me, as long as Ohio state doesn't try to live and die by the three. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If they can get it going, great. Do not live and die by right. it. Though. You're right. And, you got to be able to get in the paint on these guys. You got to be able to score on them in the paint. They they got big guys on that squad. Um, you know, like like an Isaiah Livers. You know, like a uh, Franz Wagner, I believe his name. Yeah, Franz Wagner. Guys like them. They 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 got big bodies there. And I think this is a game where a guy like Zed Key could come in and make a huge impact. Put a big body out there on their big body. See what happens. Um, th- this is going to be a game for me that individually for these players really tells me a lot about this team and the guys we have. But as a whole, th- this is the game I'm looking at right here. And if I don't care if we win by a point. I'm looking at this game and saying if they win this, they can win the whole thing. They can win the whole thing. They can play with Gonzaga. 
They can play with Baylor. If they can beat this great, um, like, elite Wolverine team, they can beat anybody. Would you agree? Yes. I I, I just see it. I would feel very confident in saying that. Right. Um, now, am I, would I absolutely promise it's going to happen? No. Right. Obviously right. not. But I, I would definitely feel a lot better saying they've got a definitely good shot to do it. The only thing that's going to concern me right now with this game coming up is the game that they're playing right now. We said this, I think it was after the Wisconsin game, and rightfully so. They got the Wisconsin win, and you played the game after that. How are you going to respond after getting a big win like that? After they tough out this game against Penn State, it's 49-47 right now, so they're still winning. If they win this one, tough it out, play a tough, tight game with Penn State, what does that do for your confidence going into this one? Do you feel energized because you gritted out another win? Or are you tired because of the fact that you had to grit it out and you didn't just outright beat them? So that's that's going to be concerning for the for the, this team. Now, it also depends how the Rutgers game goes for that team up north, but I think it really depends how both these how both of these guys come out of this. Both of us look to be losing right now, so awesome. <laughs> Penn, Penn State's just taking it to us right now. We're down by a point, fifty to forty nine. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Obviously, these are both trap games for both teams. Uh, I I pray both teams win these games going into our matchup. Obviously, if we lose, it's not going to affect the ranking until Monday. Uh, but you would like to see both of these teams come in with their absolute best uh, coming in to this one because you wanna you don't want any losses lagging on your mind going into a matchup of this caliber. And you want it to, and in my opinion, you want it to be a true uh, top four matchup. You don't want them being like, oh well, they just lost, so they're they're technically not going to be a top five team probably. You know, even though the rankings will show it because they don't change till the day after. But you definitely want both of these teams, you know, to be true number three and number four teams in the country. And this is this is going to come down to if Ohio State can get multiple guys like I like we said in double digits, like four at least four. I think they have a great shot because when this team all contributes and they play their roles and stuff like that and get multiple guys in double digits, they tend to win these games. This is going to be close. I don't see either team blowing anybody out. Obviously, we could win this game and still go into the NCAA tournament and lose in the round of 32. Knock on wood. Hope that doesn't happen. Um, But this game right here, this is going to show me whether they are actually natty capable or not. And I'm excited. Especially since I didn't get to see our football team put 70 bomb on them or or more and beat them by 30 plus this year still have visions of how beautiful that game would have looked on our end of it of course um this means a lot more to me than it has in other years i mean this game in basketball always means something because it is the rivalry but it's like yeah it's it's not football it's not football but well, I don't, I don't know the actual numbers on it, but you should feel pretty good that Ohio State's going to at least win tonight. 
because it looks like the Blue Jackets are going to win their game, and I, I'm pretty sure. But every time we've done this show, and both these two teams play at the same time, which, by the way, seems to happen a lot. Yeah, kind of does. And I'm very frustrated with that because I love both these teams. But every time the Blue Jackets play and Ohio State plays at the same time, every time Blue Jackets win, Ohio State wins. Blue Jackets have a three to three to nothing lead. I feel pretty good about tonight. Yeah, well, Ohio State is uh, being outscored ten to two right now in the second half. So, uh... yikes! <laughs> I said they're gonna win. Shut up! Oh, and they just hit a three. Ooh, that's not good. Okay, well, uh. It's 51-53. Calm down. Uh, actually, it's 56-51 right now. Oh, you're I'm ahead of, ahead of you. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they're, they're slipping a little bit. But uh, the Wolverines are tied 13-13. So there's some hope there, right? <laughs> sure. Just, a, just give me a little bit of hope. Just a little bit I'm of trying. freaking hope. But no, I'm I'm excited about this game, so we'll see what happens. I just hope we win the night and then take care of our business Sunday. Um, and if I had to pick a score, I'm gonna say 77-74 Ohio State. Obviously, wow. I'm biased. It could go either way, obviously, but uh, you know, yeah, this this little guy right here, he just he loves losing, and I just want to keep him on that track, don't we, buddy? We want we want you to lose, don't we? Here on the Buckeye Bro Show. So, all right. Before we go, some Wolverine whiffs. Uh, My favorite. Let's hit it. Three, two, one. All right. I saw this little stat, and it was hilarious to me, and it's actually true. The Wolverines have not won a college football game in December since 1994. What? Now, granted, obviously, unless you're playing in the Big Ten title game anymore, you don't have a lot of games in December. However, there's a lot of bowl games. There are bowl games that they have played in years in December, and they have not won a December game since 1994. How mind blowing is that? That's a whiff. That is that is mind blowing. That is that, that is quite the whiff. That is insane. It is absolutely insane. I just See? I don't understand how you haven't won at least one in that time frame. So they have not won a college football playoff game in December since I've been alive. Well, they haven't won a college football playoff game because they've never been there, Travis. Oh, college football game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, yeah, that too. I was going to say, what world are you living in where they've made a college football playoff game, I, Travis? That's not a world I want to live in. I, I saw CFB and I turned <laughs> it into a P. I'm sorry. No, but get this. Get this. Okay. Let me let me take yes. this graphic off my face really quick here. here, here I don't know. Here, here's the games we're talking about here, right? So... The last game they won in December was the Holiday Bowl in Gary Muller's last year against Colorado State. They won 24-14. to The very next year, they play in the Alamo Bowl against Texas A&M, lose by two in Lloyd Card's first year. Okay? Then they had a bunch of January games, but then in 05, they played Nebraska in the Alamo Bowl, lost. Then they played in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl 
2013, Kansas State, Brady Hoke, in his uh, second to last year, lost by 17 points. And then their most recent one against Florida State in the Orange Bowl on December 30th, they lost by one point in Jim Harbaugh's second season. That's insane. Now, granted, obviously they've made a lot of January Bowls, so, you know. But uh, <laughs> they, they haven't won one of those January Bowls since 2016, so it's been a, you know almost five years going on on that. Actually, five years <laughs> it actually has been. But it's still the fact that you haven't won a December game since then? It's nuts. Are you, are you reading the comment section? No. What, what, what are we getting? I see a comment from one Doug Bryan that says Harbaugh, pick, he ticked off Santa. I can't say what he, what he actually he said. He might have. He ticked off he Santa. Ticked, hey, good call, Dad. Good call. That's uh, <laughs> He definitely did. And he's getting coal for the rest of his life because he chose a school that likes to whiff and is completely irrelevant. So that was dad's. That was dad's. That was comment? dad's comment. That is that is my father. I like the, it. The I Doug like Bryan. So, good comment there. <laughs> All right. Well, we are at nine thirty, folks. It's the end of the show. Sad, sad day. I know, but uh, we will get at you next Thursday on the Buckeye Bro Show. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors first and foremost. Uh, the theater people, make sure you amplify your personality with the theater people. They can help you with your entire home setup of entertainment or networking and security. So if you're in the Columbus area, please do call 614-604-6327 or visit thetheaterpeople.com to build your dream home entertainment system. And also we'd like to thank Mojo Sports Gear. And uh, for all your custom apparel needs, be sure to give Mojo Sports Gear a call if you're in the Columbus area as well. They are at 614-864-6656, or you can obviously visit their website at mojosportsgear.com. Uh, I encourage everybody to listen to the variety of the other shows that we have, on, like the Buckeye Bro Show, on the Score on Air Network Facebook page. Obviously, Travis Knapper, he does a couple of them. Like the Perfect Ten Sport, or the, yeah, the Perfect Ten Sports Show, which is on Fridays at one thirty to two thirty. There you go. All right, and uh, one to two thirty. Actually, one to two thirty. So close. Okay, oh. and uh, to the Turnbuckle, which is on Tuesdays at five. Two. Eight. eight. Yes, it's a three-hour show. Better three-hour show than Monday Night Raw. Promise you on that. And uh, yeah, you know, we got a lot of other shows too, like uh, Mark's Mark show on the Mark, uh, where he talks to you about some college basketball. We we got a variety of them, folks, and they're all on these. The Gridiron Show, right? Exactly. We got a lot of them on the Score on Air Network Facebook page. And uh, hey, if you want to make a show like the you know the, the Buckeye Bro Show, you can always visit uh, the Score on Air Network Facebook page for more info or uh, beonair.com slash Columbus for Cleveland if you're closer to Cleveland. So very good. I like that plug, and I'm sure Adam will be happy. Well, you know, I just live to please. <laughs> Travis, I love you. So uh, we are out of here. Uh, we will see you next time on next Thursday at 8 p.m. on The Buckeye Bro Show. I'm Alex Bryan, a.k.a. King Buckeye. As always, with my co-host with the most, Hot Wheels Travis Napper. We will see you next Thursday, folks, and go Bucks. 
Buckeye Bros. This is the Buckeye Bros. Show on Score On Air Network. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Buckeye Bros. Show. Once again, you can catch us every Thursday at 8 p.m. on the Score On Air Network Facebook page. Next week, we'll recap the Ohio State versus Team Up North game. We'll talk to you some more about some other OSU basketball stuff and some football stuff as well. We'll give you Wolverine Whiffs, King's Ransom, Hot Wheels, Hot Takes, and more. So be sure to tune in for that. The Buckeye Bro Show and Score on Air are brought to you by the Ohio Media School. If you would like to learn how to do a show like the Buckeye Bro Show and learn a lot of the behind-the-scenes things when it comes to media, be sure to check out beonair.com slash Columbus. This podcast was produced by Alex Bryan, edited by Alex Bryan, and hosted by Alex Bryan and Hot Wheels Travis Day.